0: Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and I am super, super pumped. I have an amazing, amazing foster mom, Amber Kaufman, joining me tonight. Thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and just how you got to where you are today? Sure. So um, we, my husband and I have been married
1: for 13 years. We kind of always knew we wanted a big family. He says that it was my idea. I say that it was a mutual thing, so whatever. (laughs) But we, about two years into our marriage, decided that we wanted to start having kids, adopting kids. We weren't quite sure which would happen first, but we were going for adoption and ended up fostering. Um, They talked us into it. It's like a magical thing that they do to you, I guess, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it happened. We got hooked and it was the best decision we ever made. And fostering and adopting definitely happened first. We now have 10 children. Seven are adopted. Six of the seven are adopted out of foster care. One is a private adoption. And then we have three that are still in foster care that we hope to adopt. And hopefully this summer. It's a long process, but we're, Mm -hmm. we're getting there. All in all, we've had a total of 14 kids come through our home. It's been an amazing journey. We are finally learning what it means to kind of settle down and be a family of 12 right now. Yeah, it's it's we're coming to the end of our foster parent journey in Ohio. They max you out at 10. So we're we're we are no longer able to foster. We <laughs> I don't know if that if that's like they're laying us off or firing us or for retiring. Like, I don't know exactly what that, what to say about that, but like, we have to be done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it's an interesting feeling to just be, you know, a family and not have to live in that constant state of, you know, our family could change at any minute, like how we've been living for the past 10 years. So it's good. We're, we're adapting. It's a good change. (laughs)
0: Wow! When I hear you talk about ten years of being in that space, we've been in that we've been in that space for three almost, not even three years, two and a half years, yeah. and it feels like ten years. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how do you how do you keep it together when for a decade you've been like, what is our family going to look like? Is it gonna are we gonna all stay together? Are these kids going somewhere else? How do you handle that? Oh my goodness! Just one day at a time. Um,
1: foster care is so unpredictable. I mean, I think one of the good things about it um is that your caseworkers know you if if you're lucky enough to keep the same caseworker throughout your journey we we were blessed to keep our caseworker what like nine years out of the ten. I think that we've been doing it and they she knew us very well, so she and we knew I mean, you know, you can write on you can do the the little checklist and things in in your training, but we knew that we wanted to foster to adopt so. They didn't really call us for the cases that were like weekend placements or temporary placements because they knew our goal was to adopt. So, but you know, that doesn't mean anything. Anything can happen. We just knew that we had to take it one day at a time. And we just knew that our job, no matter what, because we are totally for reunification, four of our kiddos have been reunified. And that is amazing and a blessing. And we totally support that. So while they were in our home, we knew that our job, no matter what the outcome, was to love them and to um, be there for them and to be, you know, the family that they needed at the time, to be the mom and the dad that they needed at the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I personally could not think too far into the future because then I would start to worry and wonder and all the what ifs and and all of that. I really had to to focus what was in, on what was in front of me and just take it one day at a time. Today they're here. Today I'm going to love them the best I can. So mm. that's kind of how I try to get through it.
0: (laughs) Such good advice. I think that I always tell people, just the therapist in me is always like foster care is the best exercise in mindfulness that you could ever possibly imagine because you literally do not know. And I don't think people get it who aren't in the process that like the phone could ring at any time. And when you see a certain area code pop up, or when you see a certain, you know, number pop up, your heart can skip a beat and your stomach can drop because you do not know what they're calling about.
1: Exactly exactly you know the area you know those first three digits of that you point. do oh gosh
0: should I take this call or should I not I know exactly, exactly. okay so 10 children right now mm-hmm. when you go places or or when you I mean when people hear about your family are they like I mean obviously 10 children is more than the american typical like 2.5 white, white picket fence deal yeah, but yeah. 10 kids you know from foster care and adoption what do people say well how do people respond
1: oh when we tell them we have 10 kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, um mostly like <laughs> a lot of times they they're like oh cool and then they're like wait 10 like they <laughs> they don't it doesn't compute right away <laughs> um and I'm like yep and I oh, it's really funny because usually I can tell like they didn't hear me because they're <laughs> like oh great you know <laughs> so I just she kind said of wait.
0: no she said, said
1: yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um so those those are funny reactions well we we'll get you know birth them all or are they all yours or are some his we get a lot of that you know, and some people are like, that's amazing. Wow. Congratulations. Or, you know, you have your hands full, the typical responses you know, and then we'll get some rude comments, but you know, people are people. <laughs> well, fond- just,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Generally people are shocked though. They express yeah. them in different ways. And it's really funny to kind of oh <laughs> watch. Well, that's you.
0: how I even like came across you. And I'm so glad I did was on Instagram and you just do the funniest funniest reels like I definitely (laughs) want people to be able to connect with you at the end of this so I want to make sure that we tell them where to find you and things I love your humor I love how you take it all in stride like it's just such a gift to be able to connect with another foster mama who like is bringing some levity to all of this because it can feel so heavy you know and lonely oh right
1: I just yeah I, I just it's hard to speak out about it especially when you're walking through it because you feel like nobody will get it, you feel like nobody will really understand. And when do you have time to like talk to anybody anyway, because you're so busy and it doesn't matter how many kids you have, especially, well, I shouldn't say, especially in foster care, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. However, fostering is another area all on, it, all on its own. So mm-hmm. I just, I took to social media because I just felt like, you know what, there's got be people out there who feel like this, who can relate to this, you know? And yeah, I, trying to be open and honest. And hopefully people who are thinking about it, I get a lot of messages from people who are thinking about it. It helps them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of get a peek into what it's like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's story is different, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the cool things about, you know, sharing on social media. And that's one of the reasons why I decided, I just want to really focus in on supporting foster moms because you are so right. It can feel so lonely. It can feel like, am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to feel this way? And it's like, yeah, we're allowed to have every single emotion that, you know, comes through us and we're allowed to express it too. And so if someone doesn't understand who's outside of the fostering process, cool, but we have other people, we have other moms and other families who are going through it. They know what it's like. And I really have appreciated that about the social media side of things too. so when someone messages you and is like, Amber, like, I'm thinking about foster care. I'm not really sure. What do you tell them? Like, what do you kind of, how do you encourage them or advise them? I
1: usually tell them if you're thinking about it, then you, you probably should just do it. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> my advice because it's not something it's like, I don't want to say it's like a black or white thing. I, I mean, it's never really, it's not, it's such, how do you explain it? If you have a desire in your heart, any kind of desire, to f- specifically foster and adopt, or just foster or just adopt children, it's more than just a little bit, nine times out of 10. I think it may feel like a little bit to some people because fear can be such a big hindrance and a, a huge block in that journey. And my goal most of the time is just to squash the fear. Like, even if it's like, look at my page, like, it, whatever you need to do, it, like, this stuff really happens. This is true. This is true. This is true. This isn't true. But Look at like, look at me, if if anything, like once you're in it, you're just like, well, got to do this again. Got to do this again. That hurt, but I'm doing this again, like helping people, helping children. And then like knowing that your love can change the life of a, of another human being, that really just gives you the kick in the butt that you need. Mm -hmm. It's not always, it's not about us really. It's about what we have to give to these kids. And if anybody has a small inkling or desire to want to do that, bro, like you should probably just do it and you have nothing to lose. And that's what I usually tell them too. Like, just go take the classes. You have total control. I think people think that they, once they ask or sign up or take classes that their life is over and it's, it's, you know, that's it, you know, that's not true. Like you have total control over what you do or do not do. You take the classes, you get educated, learn some things and then decide, you know, you may not, it may not be for you and that's okay, but at least you're more knowledgeable about it and you know, kind of how to go about supporting the community supporting the children, supporting foster families. There's been people who have messaged me about, you know, I don't think I'm supposed to foster, but how can I support foster families? My husband always says, feed them and babysit for them. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people are so happy to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's great. That is helping. That is being involved. And that's just as important. We need those people too. So
0: It's So true. I love how you said that. And it's what I literally will tell tell people the same thing. Like you can just take one step forward. You don't have to make the decision today. I need three kids and they have to be this far apart in age. Like you can just take the class, take the first class, just take the first class and learn more about it. And I love what you said too, about just even learning ways that, okay, this isn't for me. Fine. Mm -hmm. What can I do? If I have this call in my heart to do something for foster care Mm -hmm. for this community, what would it look like for me to be involved in some way, even if it's not, you know, fostering in my own home?
1: Right. Absolutely. And it's just as important.
0: Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know really quickly about some amazing free resources for foster mamas on my website, fearlessfostering.com. I have a self-care quiz that will help you decide exactly what type of self-care you need at this point on your foster care journey, as well as a virtual retreat for foster mamas and an anxiety-reducing email course, all for free. Check it out right now on fearlessfostering.com. So you guys have been married for you said 13 years. Thirteen. Yeah. 13. That's Thirteen. Okay. So <laughs> how, I mean, how, if at all, I mean, you guys seem like such a unit and you, you know, I know obviously marriage is everything it's good, bad, and all the in between, but sure, yeah. you guys definitely, I love how you have like your account together. And I just want to know how has fostering and adoption um, impacted your relationship with each other? I think it's for,
1: for me, it's really shown me how strong of a person Alex is in the sense, like where I'm weak, like he compartmentalizes everything. And before I didn't really have a use for that. (laughs) I didn't see how that was good or like good ever, but he is able to, I don't know. I just, I just see such a strength in that because foster care is so unpredictable. He's able to, to Deal with things as they come, and not dwell on what happened or think about what's going to happen in the future. And and like how I talked about before, like loving them, taking it one at a time. That's that's what I learned from him. Actually, mm-hmm. he's really helped me through that. So I mean, those those are good things, definitely. Um, I think we definitely had to learn how to take time out for ourselves and to date again and just spend time with each other. There was a time, a long time, years. I mean, we averaged about a kid a year-ish, sometimes two kids a year. We became roommates and um, it was just like, Hey, okay, bye. You know, like waving at each other and passing in our own house. And I don't know, I must've been talking to my dad about it or something, or maybe he picked up on it, but he, he forces us to go out on dates once a month. And I'm so grateful for that. He'll come over and sit with the kids because it it is important. Um, I could see like, I mean, I don't think we were drifting apart, but we needed to connect more. Mm -hmm. So foster parents, parents in general have to be careful, you know, not to, not to become roommates. There is time to spend together. There is enough time in the day to spend together. And we had to really uh, prioritize that. So Mm -hmm. that was important for us.
0: Yeah. My gosh. I totally relate with that. My husband, we had, we adopted our son in June and then, but right before we adopted him, Baby sis uh, joined the fam in yeah. April. Total surprise; we had no uh-huh. idea she was coming. But they called us, and we're like, "Of course, we'll take her." And so in April, we always say she was our COVID surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she came and like you know, joined the family, and it was a newborn baby at a time uh-huh. where I was already stretched to my absolute. Like we were taking it. We were like, "We're gonna take a little breather from foster care because our family needs to like recalibrate. Like we just yeah. need a little. Just we're gonna definitely foster again, but we just want to sure. like take a breather." of course, the best way plans, yeah. And of course, we wouldn't have it any other way now. But um, I remember in about August, my husband kind of like looking at me, we were driving, I think, to vacation or something. And he uh-huh. looked at me, and he's like, I just don't feel like we have fun together anymore. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, are we having fun? Like, is this fun? <laughs> like, Is this a fun stage of life right now? And so but I was so glad that he said that, because for him to say something, he's pretty <laughs> like, he tr- kind of keeps things inside and pretty close. And so for him to say that, I was like, wow, you're right. Like we do need to be more intentional. And of course, you know, COVID didn't make it easy to get a babysitter and things like that. But now that things are getting a little better, I think it's like, gosh, you're right. We have to prioritize because that relationship really is the foundation of everything. It really is. (laughs) Yes. What do you guys like to do together for fun? Just like when you're able to have a date night or hang out?
1: Well, right now it's limited um, to mostly just dinner or walking abandoned malls or (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's a lot of those around here nowadays if we could get out during the day um, we both love museums and things like that right now we try so hard to make it as easy as possible for whoever's watching the kids so we usually have the whoever's going to watch them come over either just after dinner or just before bed so we can like have them ready and they we can put them down for bed or whatever so it's like eight o'clock before we leave the house and we're exhausted, and the only thing to do is eat and walk abandoned malls, so <laughs> right now that's what we do, but yeah, other than that, we love museums, and we'll try, we've tried to do an overnight, you know, at some hotel somewhere, I think our 10-year anniversary, we had it all planned out, it was more than a night, I think it was two nights, maybe three nights, we were very excited, and our little daughter joined the party,
0: oh, phone call,
1: <laughs> for a newborn baby. And we were like, sure. And then we were like, oh my gosh, she's going to have to come with us.
0: Okay. (laughs) So she crashed our party, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Wow. And how do you guys make the decision? Like, how are you like, yeah, like we're ready to have another child in this family. Like, how do you decide that? Or are you just like, yes, let's do this. Like every call you get.
1: We just, we talked before, before, probably during training. And we, we agreed that any phone call that came through we took that as like God placing that in our path and so that but that's like that's not for everybody but that was just something we felt mm. we should do and boy did they He <laughs> they sure brought them
0: boy did that phone keep ringing <laughs> sure did. oh my gosh what a blessing I love it I love it I love how you just take it all in stride it's so fun to watch your guys's journey so good all right well i want everyone to be able to follow follow you and watch your hilarious reels those are my like favorite entertainment (laughs) so where can people follow along with you guys
1: uh so we're on instagram at fostering oh shoot is it underscore family yeah i know my own instagram It's 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 fostering underscore family 12 on instagram and we're on facebook um it's just fostering family 12
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and sharing your beautiful family with us it's been just so great to get to know you better and watch you guys you you too thank you so much